Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. We also have co-hosts Dr. Tim Hayes and Michelle Pachet. We will share with you the wisdom of the first century Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic, Brachma. Michael is the author of the book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information about the forgiveness process, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, welcome to the show, Mindshifters Radio. Hello and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm your host for the first hour. And today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. As always, we're grateful to everyone who's joining us here today, whether you're listening live or through the archives, as we spend another couple of hours teaching and supporting people in using some of the most powerful, effective, efficient, and accessible tools I've ever encountered. These tools are available absolutely free through the tireless efforts of Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice on the website at whyagain.org. If you go to that website and click on the two words that say start here in the upper left-hand corner, it will take you to a page where you can download and read Chapter 24 of Dr. Michael Rice's book. His book is titled, Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, And that chapter of the book contains a narrative description and explanation of the primary tool in this work. That tool is called the Reality Management Worksheet, sometimes called the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet. And it's a tool I've been using to great effect for over 18 years to improve the quality of my relationships and most of my relationships and the quality of my life and to turn any negative emotional experience I have into part of the infallible guidance system that each and every one of us has been given. You can also click a link and download the the actual worksheet process itself. It's a simple PDF file. Download it, print it off, copy it as often as you'd like, and use it over and over again absolutely free. You can also download a whole host of audio files of shows like this one where people have been stepped through the worksheet process and or they've called in to give powerful testimonials about the benefits they've gotten from applying these tools in their lives. You can also go to your app store and type in the three words, Heartland, Aramaic, Forgiveness. If you do that before you're done typing the word forgiveness, you'll see the glowing heart icon. If you choose to tap on that, it will let you download a completely free and private app that contains the Reality Management Worksheet. It also contains an abbreviated version of that worksheet process, and it contains a copy of the Dragon Klingon game, which is a wonderful way to introduce these tools to even younger audiences. And we hope people do all of that soon and often, primarily because it tends to improve the quality of people's lives as they use these tools. And secondarily, it tends to prompt comments, questions, answers, or testimonials. And if you have any of those to share with us, we encourage you to call 
563-999-3581. And press 1 on your phone, and that will let me know you want to talk. I'll turn on your microphone and announce you by your area code. And we appreciate when people do that because that makes it far easier for us to live into our intention with this work. Our intention with all of this work is to be a service. And that's far easier to do when people let us know what they're working on and what they might benefit from most as we move forward. Alternatively, you can go to the MindShiftersAcademy.org website and find uh, a different combination of um, tools there, the radio shows from last year when we specifically worked through the way of mastery with commentary. There's an educational materials page that has some abbreviated version of the worksheet process that I use to introduce people to this. It has a forgiveness pattern both written and recorded, and some various other things. There's a a best of audio files page, which has the files that I shared between Christmas and New Year's, this most recent holiday season, in which uh, each of those files contains me processing through emotions, uh, processing through different worksheets, in response to getting triggered to a strong emotion in my life. So those can serve as a tutorial. And um, also, because it's been requested by people this year, I'm putting on the first hour of these shows, archiving them over there as well, on a separate page for each month of the year. So, we have plenty of time for a conversation. Give us a call, 563-999-3581, and press 1. I, um, I did a worksheet earlier this week on the show, and my uh, goal in number 7 was to do two more worksheets on that process. And um, and when I did those worksheets, um, I just kept going blank. I kept, I, I literally, one of them was again this morning, and I was sitting here in my office, and my goal was for my parents to, um, at the time when my, youngest sister was uh, coming home from the hospital she was I was three at the time and she was uh, uh, they labeled her as a sickly baby so she had to be in the hospital for a long time she had to be quarantined when she came home they wouldn't let us you know be near her hug her kiss her whatever and so my goal in that worksheet was to uh Have my, it was for my parents to understand that love will heal all of this and that 
if they would let us hug and kiss the baby, our love would heal the baby. And so the goal was for them to understand that love will heal everything and to allow us to, you know, give love, spread love, share love with the baby. And when I canceled the thought and the goal related to that, I literally, I'm, I'm, I'm here in the morning, wide awake, I've had a good night's sleep, I've had my exercise this morning, and I close my eyes and do that little patter meditation and literally started to just pass out, dream. You know, have, have daydreams, have like I'm falling asleep, my head nodding. And I cycled through that three or four times where I shook it off and opened my eyes and reread the goal, reread the canceling, put my hand over my heart space and read the patter again and just kept having that 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 kind of a twilight state between um, sleep and wakefulness where I was having dreams. And they didn't really make any sense. And I didn't remember them enough to write them down. So when I came out of the worksheet, breathed and scanned my body, I just wrote, okay, I've gone blank. I've gone unconscious. And um, then I just set the goal for the next worksheet to, um, or in that worksheet, the love and goal I set was to do two more worksheets. And in my mind, if I go blank again, then I will do a targeted journaling, a mind shifter on how it's safe and healing for me to see what I'm hiding from myself about this memory. And then, of course, the worksheet asks me to uh, remember a time when I have violated this goal, the goal that I'm holding for my parents in this um, particular worksheet. And the goal that I had for them was to remember that love heals everything. And yet the memories that I have around this kind of a situation from three, four, five years old, was that I gradually moved away from knowing that myself and holding on to that idea that it was important for me to remain absolutely consciously loving in every moment of interaction. So clearly at some point in time, I moved away from living into the goal I had for my parents in that moment. And so that's part of the next two worksheets and or the mind shifter that I will do. And it, it came to me that in the next worksheet I do, it will be, uh, one of them will be anger at myself for giving up that awareness, for distancing myself from that deep knowing. What's that deep knowing? That deep knowing that love is my true nature and all I have to do is stay consciously connected to that and refuse to, to go into any 
mental or emotional activity that's less than that. Just hold on to that conscious awareness and refuse to buy into any rationalization or excuse to do anything less than that, to do anything less than extend love in every situation. And there have been times, I've been quite aware of some of them, where I'm very upset. And my mind is telling me I'm upset because I am not being loving. So that would be one of the worksheets I do going forward in that in that series of worksheets around what got triggered by the last worksheet I did here on the Internet show. And again, that was because I had a patient in my office and she was about as stuck as any patient's ever been in my work with them. And in response to her feeling stuck and overwhelmed, I generated the emotion of frustration and the thought of being stuck. That's what gave rise to the worksheet to begin with. And my goal for my patient in that moment was for her to heal and move forward. And when I canceled the goal for her to heal and move forward, that's when I had the flash of memory, which is literally the only memory I have from three years old. I don't have, I'm not consciously aware of any other memory from being that young. And yet there's a vivid memory of my sister being held up as a little infant at the far end of a hall that seemed like a long, long way away just so we could see her, but we couldn't go near her because of the you know, quarantine of sorts. So, that's the processing that I made the commitment to share, and um, we have plenty of time for comments, questions, answers, testimonials, 563-999-3581. We have all kinds of possibilities for how to proceed today, including I could do another worksheet if no one has a hand up or a question. question about their own worksheet or about the worksheet that I just presented. Once again, I had a little glitch in the technology. It would not let me save or send that worksheet to myself, so I'm, I, I, I made the attempt to uh, send the inquiry to Jeannie, and that didn't work either, so it stayed stuck on my phone. So. There may be a little bit of a glitch in the uh, technology if you are trying to use the, at least uh, the Apple, apparently. It's quite a bit different from one platform to the next. So, area code 269, you're in the air. Who do we have? How can we help you? Okay, I just have a testimonial. Am I on the air? Am I there? Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Who do we have? I was in a car, so uh, let me... Now I'm not in a car. I'm on my phone. Um, yeah, I just want to give a testimonial because I've been in and out of this work with 
Michael and now Jeannie for a long time. And I just wanted to thank them for their patience as a, <clears throat> I'm an escapee from the worldwide church of Scientology. And, uh, and, and um, so I need a network. I need a safety network. And I thank you guys for being there um, for me on the radio. And I just wanted to give a, a testimony to, to Michael's patience and, and your love and the, the manner in which you speak on the radio as you guide us through better and better worksheets. And that's pretty much it. I'm going to listen to All right, and your today. first name? My name's Randall. Last name's McCaleb. All right, Randall. Well, I appreciate the testimonial. I'm glad you find this work useful. Yes, I do. And, and anybody in your um, organization that that has had success in dealing with escaping Scientology, um, uh, it's a it's a large worldwide organization, and and I've done many worksheets on them. <laughs> That's Tom Cruise, John Travolta, Grant Cardone, and now uh, I think they even got some sharks involved from the Shark Tank. Um, so it's it's a pretty powerful group, and I often feel very outnumbered. And I do lots of worksheets about um, fear and anger, and try to get up into higher vibrations and I and I wanted to thank you so I'm going to let you get on with your show and thank you very much all right blessings congratulations you. for your work and I hope it continues to be a benefit to you so how can we support you what would be a value for the rest of this hour we've got about 40 minutes left if I'm Reading the clock accurately. I will try to pull up another worksheet here and see if it will let me go through the whole thing. The current seven-step worksheet, I'm going to put an upset level at about a six out of ten. And I'm going to say, this worksheet's on me. I, Tim, who am love. And I'm experiencing, I will say, uh, anger at myself, because that's one of the thoughts that came up in the last worksheet I did earlier this morning. And my thought is that I gave up on love. And I'll say at uh, age three. So this is back to that memory of believing that all we needed to do was give love directly and effectively enough and my sister would heal when she came home from the hospital. And the Worksheet then asks me to breathe and remember that if I'm the one with the pain, I'm the one with the problem. And then it says, the truth is that only my thoughts cause my emotional upset. 
tells me to breathe and soften and get clear about what are the thoughts I'm using to create anger in this situation. And the thought is, I gave up and I abandoned the truth. And I'm going to put hyphen love, L-O-V-E, as this essence. And I want to punish myself by basically, um, I'm going to say, staying shut off from love. From the awareness of love, I need to put that, because we can't be shut off from love. From the awareness of love as my true nature. I won't write all of that, but I know that's what I'm referring to. And then the worksheet asks me to do a series of releases. I I release myself. I release the emotion of anger. I release the thought that I gave up on love at age three and that I gave up and abandoned the truth uh, the awareness of love and that my thought is that I'll punish myself by staying consciously disconnected from love and it asks me to cancel my need to be right and cancel my need to make up another set of stories out of these brain cells to hallucinate proof that my fear and hostility-based story that my reality is true. And then it asks me to choose to honor truth above everything else, honor love and truth above everything else, and to be willing to go through the physical and the mental and the emotional symptoms of healing, which might be any physical symptom I've ever had and low energy, It might be any negative thought I've ever had and confusion. And it might be any negative emotion I've ever had and depression. And I take a breath for each of those and put check marks in the app and hit next. And the desire, the constructive result I want for myself is that I want me to... Choose in each moment to stay consciously aware of my true nature as love. So, in each moment, to stay consciously aware of my true nature as love. Just a minute to write that down or type that in to the app. And then hit the next button and it reminds me to choose to be focused in this moment on my my true nature, to shift my awareness back to my true nature as love. 
I'm going to breathe into this with my hand over my heart space and my eyes closed and bring up a loving memory or two or three from when my sons were young and hugging on my head and neck and that's a beautiful picture of that moment that hangs on the refrigerator at home and I breathe into that and it shifts the energy away from anything unlike love over to that warm loving joyful memory and then I hit next on the app and step five asks me to remember that when I'm upset my perception is always built out of corrupt data and the thing that drives my mind to use that particular data in this case is my goal for myself to choose in each moment to stay consciously aware of my true nature as love the app reminds me that this perception is a limited and limiting picture constructed out of a maximum of nine bits of data during the period of time where there's 10,000 brain cells firing and probably 20 trillion bits of data are hitting my senses. So by canceling my goal, that part of my mind that Michael calls here the replicate mind that just spins and does the same thing over and over again, its reality, its images collapse, and it gives me direct contact with whatever I've denied and dissociated in my memory, in my brain. And that carbon-based memory is just like a hard drive on a computer. All it can do is record what's put in it and spit it back out. And it's been programmed to blame others and project the source of its content on things outside of it. And so it just keeps doing that. So I want to keep love conscious, active, and present. And I want to choose to collapse my mind's lies by willingly canceling my goal for myself to choose in each moment to stay consciously aware of my true nature as love. And I want to invite Ruka, Ruka de Kucha, which is this ancient Aramaic word for an elemental force that's present in every one of us. It's there to break off the effects of our errors in thought and guide us to truth and happiness if we just ask it to. So I'm going to invite Ruka to incline me toward healing, to restore me to my awareness of my newborn essence as love, to heal my denial, and to heal my capacity to generate anger. And to help me open a direct conscious relationship with and gently remove the denied and dissociated parts of my carbon-based memory. And then what I do is I go into the forgiveness pattern, which is available on the MindShiftersAcademy.org website, on the educational materials page. And I put my hand over my heart space, and I breathe, and I soften, and I just gently repeat, I cancel my need to be right. I cancel my need for anyone or anything to change, including myself. I specifically cancel my goal in this worksheet. I put my conscious logical mind on the shelf for now. And I ask to be shown the hidden part of my own mind that's actually creating this anger. I cancel my goal 
for myself to stay consciously connected to my awareness of my true nature as love in each moment. I think of that situation when I was three years old. And I think about the thought that I gave up on love. And I breathe and I soften and I just trust that any image any thought, any physical sensation that comes into my mind now is part of what I need to see to begin to heal here and move forward. And I just breathe and soften. And breathe and soften. And what comes to me is this, the word fear, F-E-A-R, in big block letters. And it's, as I breathe and I soften, it's just, it's more like terror, just terror. I cannot go against my very loving parents, and they just, they're just adamant and vehement that we cannot be with that baby and I just know all the way down to my toes that all we need to do is love that baby and she will be healed. And as I push or cry or scream and they get angry, I have terror. So I breathe and I soften. I scan my body, and right now I am aware of some of that fear. So I'm putting fear in 6A. As I breathe and soften and scan my body, I now feel fear. And in the situation above, I see that I thought... My parents would stop loving me if I didn't give up on love. And of course, at that age, I couldn't survive if they didn't love me or support me. I'm just putting in here what I saw is I thought my parents would stop loving me if I didn't give up on love. So then I have to be shown a time when I have not fulfilled the goal in this worksheet, which of course comes to mind right away. I began very soon after this. I, I began to choose the anger and the hurt and the frustration rather than just staying consciously focused on loving. This moment. And then when I hit next on the app, it takes me to step seven. And step seven reminds me that a principle of this universe is that by giving, I first get the original. I can't give away something I don't possess. 
So I'm going to think about this situation and say I'm grateful for this opportunity to heal. And I'm going to choose to focus on the truth of what is and focus on perfect love. And based on all of that and the goal to choose in each moment to stay consciously aware of my true nature as love, I'm going to set the goal of doing a worksheet on this terror, which became somewhat palpable in this last worksheet. So do worksheet on the terror I felt at age three. And then it asks me to commit to love, to living a human life, and to do a mass canceling of all the times in my life that I've wanted someone to choose in each moment to stay consciously aware of their true nature as love. And of course, in this, I would have my parents' initials and and my own initials, and I cancel all of the times I have wanted that from anyone in my family or anyone in my life. And I'm probably at about a four, a level of upset, and it's not anger at this point, it's more fear. And so I will say that's a successful worksheet and click the link to see if it will let me send it to myself. And this time it seems to be loading up to let me send it to myself. if it will actually send and it does so that's another worksheet as promised from the past and we still have another 25 minutes to do comments questions, answers, testimonials clarification 563 999-3581. How can we support you today? What would be of value to discuss or question? Area code 541, is this Celinda? Yes, it is. How? <laughs> I'm laughing because Susan's probably listening. <laughs> Uh, yes, I I do have several questions. I don't know if I'll get out to all of them today, or you will. Um, but I, when you started your worksheet, I suddenly got the inspiration to do a worksheet right along with you, because uh, what you were resonating about three years old and disconnecting from love, I immediately went to a memory. And uh, I had to get at it backwards. It actually was about down the sheet somewhere where I realized that my first memories wasn't not the issue. 
were not the issue. Um, so I just went right along with you and wrote in my worksheet, and I wanted to tell you how powerful that was for me. And um, the parallels are so amazing that um, I will do another worksheet on my care at age three. And I would say that my emotional upset was about eight or nine um, because I have been wrestling with the mind shifter you gave me and uh, all the things that are coming up in it and um, issues of abandonment and things that I just was amazed. And out of all of that, I would like to ask you a question because I have an impression that it is so, that when we do a worksheet with ourselves as the subject, that somebody else gets healing. And we never know when that they're witnessing that worksheet is actually healing them on another layer of some issue they may be disconnected from, if not at that moment to where they realize, oh, my God, this is my worksheet to do, and maybe follow along, or where unconsciously it, it rips the veil a little bit to where they get closer. So that's a question I have to ask you. In other words, there's what I'm directing this to... There's a question. It sounds like a statement. It's a question because the question is that um, I'm wondering, the question I have is I'm wondering, do we always have to go through these horrible physical or emotional or mental sensations or at some point, at, at least some of the time, does that emotion move out of the body in a very graceful, peaceful way? And so in such a way that we don't even realize that a healing crisis has just passed. Well, you know, uh, or that a healing has happened without the crisis, that right? He- so, right. Yeah, yeah so, so you know, I don't know the truth of any of that, but, my suspicion is, and you know, there have been a variety of different uh, discussions about this, and people have had different experiences of it. One of the ways they used to talk about it was to say that it's been my experience that the level of discomfort that I go through is directly related to my level of willingness. It's kind of inversely related. So the more willing I am, the less discomfort I have. The more resistance I have, I don't want to feel this, I tighten up, then the more discomfort I have. So a lot of energy can move through me in, for instance, um, uh, what Michael calls the uh, connected breathing, the still point breathing session. And it can move through me as effortlessly and as fully as a gentle breeze on a spring day. I've also witnessed people who wail and gnash their teeth and they feel, you know, they're screaming in their pain and 
in a breath session. And, of course, when that's happening, anybody who has been through it before will try to coach them to just soften and breathe, and it won't be as as intense. But when people tighten up and they have their their fear runs the day and they grit their teeth and they shorten their breath and hold their breath and they tense all their muscles, they feel more discomfort. So the truth of it, you know, can people heal without all that discomfort? Absolutely. How and why that happens at one time versus another, I don't know. I don't know what all the factors are. You're bringing a smile to my face, Dr. Kim, because when you said the willingness, that's the whole crux of the matter. Now everything that you and Michael have been saying about willingness is taking effect. Um, I mean, just like showing up for me and saying, oh, this is what it's all about. And what I realized is at some point, I dug in my heels about three years old and I chose unwillingness out of fear of um, of punishment and abandonment. That's been a real gift. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. You're quite welcome and deserving. And the other was thing that I did was Go ahead. Yes. Another thing I did, I just this just popped up, is I abandoned myself. I abandoned listening to that inner voice within me that says, No, I have a better way for you. And the confusion comes in in the knowing is that Rukha, is that my sacred breath telling me this? Or is it my ego telling me this out of resistance? And so what I hear you saying is the softening, the softening, the making space for myself or others. And that would be linked to my breathing. That would be linked to the tension in my body. That would be linked to every physical, emotional, or mental state that I'm feeling. And the other thing I blocked myself off was paying attention, my body signals, my feelings, especially, which I sat on. It was a gigantic spring, so I really had to scrunch it down. And then um, and my thoughts just ran the day. Um, like I was trying to run around on a putt-putt rather than the motorcycle, of my subconscious um, mind of which um, there is a link to spirit. And I'm just, oh, that feels good. It feels good in my heart. I'm glad it feels good. Do more of that then. Use that as your guide. That's one and of the, what I, go ahead. That's one of the things we learn in this work is that my emotional state it can be my compass. It can be my my Geiger counter to point me in the right direction. And if I get tight or tense, I'm probably headed in the wrong direction. If I get joyful and relaxed, I'm probably headed in the right direction with my thoughts. 
Yeah, and when you say that emotional state, I think of that emotional state as my ego taking over the rudder instead of ruha, my rudder, my guide, my director. And um, so it's that softening and that breathing and that making space for myself is what allows me to make space for the other and allows me to perceive and discern. Thank you. You're welcome. And I enjoy doing that. Well, I'm glad. I'm turning on the microphone for Susan. Blessings. And Susan? Hi. You're supposed to say, is this Susan? And I say, yes, it is, right? <laughs> I, I, that's right. I just uh, <laughs> muted Belinda okay. by accident. So she's, uh, but go ahead. You have a well, hand up. I'm glad What's your comment? What's I your question? Well, I, I want to go back to your worksheet. First of all, your realization that you as a tiny fellow had to, give up the belief and the conviction that love would heal this little baby sister in order to retain the love of your parents. It's just heart-wrenching. But I, I was dwelling on that so much that I didn't hear your enlightened goal. Could you read that, that again? Well, you keep saying enlightened goal, right? And I'm, uh, I just, I don't always do that. I do something that I think will move me closer to that loving state, right? Okay. To remove more of the negative. So what I put as the goal in number seven for this one is to do a worksheet on the terror I felt at age three. Oh, okay. And, um, because this time, you know, over the years when I've had this memory or had it come up and work before, I've had the intellectual thought about, wow, that must have been scary for me or I must have been thinking, gee, I won't survive if I... But it was all intellectual. This time, tears were coming up. This time I could feel the mm, fear so that, that, you know, if I kept pushing saying, you've got to let us hug that baby or whatever, my parents, who were very loving, very, at some point they would have gotten frustrated and said, knock Mm -hmm. it off. You're not going near the baby. Mm -hmm. We know better than you. We've got germ Mm -hmm. theory, et cetera. But in this case, in this worksheet, I actually started to feel that resonant terror energy. So I put as my goal in number seven to do a worksheet on that. Okay. Thanks. Well, that was quite a blockbuster. Are you going to present your terror worksheet tomorrow? Yeah, I'll probably do it, you know, maybe in the support group tonight or before the support group tonight if my schedule opens up. And then um, I'll certainly share what the result is. 
Um, I had to do a worksheet on your and my session on the radio show yesterday, and this is going to be kind of funny, and it's really scary for me. It was my feeling of shame on two counts. One, that I thought I could do a worksheet as if I were Tim Bingham. And second, that I spoke about my shoulders, shoulder pain in such a way as to make it seem as if I had made up my mind that there was no way out and I was going to have shoulder pain forever. And my fantasy, so my focus was you. So I'm going to go to my trigger. My trigger person is you, Dr. Tim. My perception is that he's disgusted with me. And my thoughts are about 20 worksheets in a row. I'm getting stupid as I get older. I'm too old to be lovable or interesting. And I want to punish Dr. Tim by not <laughs> calling the show anymore. And here I am calling the show. So tell how effective that punishment thought was. Punish myself by having all these thoughts about being less and less viable as a human being with a brain, a brain that's blinking out, that's not getting what I've been learning for the past four years or five years on the radio show you can see how, uh, anyway, uh, this is a hard worksheet to how, report how on. But spiraling, I how you were spiraling in, into the negative. Yes, I can see that. Right. Mm-hmm. So and that, is, and that is what happens to all of us whenever we're triggered. Mm. Right. So... Um, my desire, my goal is that Dr. Tim like me and like that I'm calling the show even as often as I do and not mind my age or feel as if I'm getting more and more useless. Those are all my goals. I'm, I'm having well, to give well, up no, all those no, things. No, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Okay. Because right. you went negative in that goal. Right. So, oh, the, first part, right, so the first part will be useful and productive. Okay. That Dr. Tim like me and like that I call the show. Yeah. But the next part. Right. Was very negative. It's going to resonate negativity. Okay. So right. you either you can either reword it to the positive or just strike it because it's not necessary, depending upon how it feels to you in that worksheet. I could I could change the age thing to consider that um, a person who is as old as I am might just be very wise and worth talking to, worth okay. knowing. That, that's, that's good enough, right? That's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you might make it specific to you and say that I have value at every age. Okay, that's a mind shifter right there. I can really feel how much of a mind shifter that is. Okay, I choose love my essence, Rosen Butterfly Story. 
I'm skipping down to giving up the goal, all those goals that Dr. Kim liked me, liked that I called, that I like, like that I call often, and like that I am a wise person, even though I'm older. I didn't say the same words. I, I didn't write them down, and I forget them already. So I just canceled those goals, I think. I'm not sure. Those are... Those are global. Uh, those are goals. Those are the, the negative part of that goal is a thought I have often in my church with people I work with. I think, oh, you know, I'm I'm old now, and so I'm invisible, and I'm I'm not of much value. This is a huge one as I get older. So I don't know whether I should go on and invite God because. There's still a lot of energy around. That's, that's such a global goal. Okay, I'll just go on unless you want to say something. No, go right ahead. I invite God. I have never had a feeling about Luca de Kutcha, so I just invite God, Holy Mother, God as Mother, to incline me toward healing, restore me to my newborn essence, that's really good there, love. Heal my denial. Denial in this case. I don't know what. To... Well, your denial is that anything outside of you is causing this. Oh, okay. All right. Heal my denial, the idea that stuff outside is causing this okay and the capacity to generate my emotion of shame help me open a direct conscious relationship and gently remove the denied parts cancel my need to be right and make up another story that's going to be a big one because i make up those stories all the time um to hallucinate proof that my fear and hostility based story my reality is true yeah Okay, 6A. I now feel a kind of like giving up in a good way. Like as if I'm nothing. It would be such a relief to just be nothing, not to have to worry about maintaining uh, enough interest in other people's eyes. This is all denial stuff. To, it takes a lot of effort to keep up appearances. I guess that's what it is. Just to be nothing, be the nothing. It would be a relief to be nothing. And realize I don't have control over anything except my own self. And sometimes not even that. Okay. I am grateful for this opportunity to heal. I choose truth and perfect love. I structure a goal toward Dr. Tim to hang in and ask for feedback and correction if it's necessary. And I really am asking for that. You know, otherwise I feel as if I'm just floating like a piece of dust in in outer space. 
nothing to measure against. And maybe that's good. I don't know. But well, so, I guess I'm so when, saying... When, so when you say that, you know, that you ask for feedback, uh-huh. here, here's what comes to me. Here's what comes okay. to me. That you do a worksheet or some mind shifter on how it's safe and healing for you to release your attachment to outside validation. Oh, good. Okay. Mm. Okay. It's safe and healing for me to release all attachment to outside validation and to simply rest in trusting my own inner guidance. Okay. And if you put that on a worksheet, it might be, I have fear that I'm doing it wrong, and I want Dr. Tim, in this case, to validate that I'm doing it right. Okay. Good. And the thought, the thought I use to generate the fear is, you know, Dr. Tim isn't going to like me if I don't get it right or something like that. Right. Oh, true. And then the goal would be that you find a way to always get it right. And that's a goal to cancel over and over again. Right. That's true. Good. Make sense? Yes. I think that would be far more productive than, you know, having this, what you're calling an enlightened goal to ask for validation. Okay. Good. Because one of the things that we know in this work is that if I generate a thought and it's negative or I have a negative emotion running in my system, I can Mm -hmm. instantly know three things. Number one, it's a lie or based in a falsehood. Number two, this is an old tape playing. It's not about the truth of my situation in this moment. Mm -hmm. Number three, if I let it sit there and spin in my thoughts or I speak or take an action based on that negative thought or emotion, I'm just going to make my current situation worse. It can't improve my life situation. Right. If I sit and spin in thought or I speak or I act from that negative emotion or that negative thought, So we instantly know that all of your thoughts about, I'm too old, I'm stupid, my brain isn't working, Dr. Tim is sick of me calling, and all of that is in error. All of that is old stuff. We know it from the absolute truth of this work as a bedline, bedrock observation, and 
we don't need to seek validation from others to know that's true. Making any it's sense? One o'clock. Yeah. Yes. It does. All right. Well, oh. it is one o'clock. I thank you so much for the call and all of the times that you call. And I'm even more grateful that you're willing to share this set of negative thoughts and emotions with us. I hope that worksheet is uh, fruitful, and I will do my worksheet on the follow-up on the one I did today and share that tomorrow. I'll mute you so you can listen in. Thank you so much yet again. And I'll remind us all that we come from love. We're made of the stuff we call love. We actually are love, and everything else is false. And I'll welcome Dean Rice. Thank you, Dr. Tian. Appreciate you. You're quite welcome and deserving. Have a wonderful show. Thanks. So welcome, everybody, to the second hour of Mindshifters Radio. Today is Thursday, February the 9th. 2023 and our calling number is 563-999-3581 and press one and that puts you in the queue to talk to us and we would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show and i'll welcome michael and we do already have a hand up it's um, i think a hand left over from dr tim's show but we do have a hand up great well let's say just go right in and say hello to the hand and the person behind it. <laughs> 828, you're on the air. Welcome, 828. Give us a name. Where are you calling from? Are you mute, Jalen? Is Magda? I think it's Magda. Magda with a mute challenge. Maybe we can't hear you, Magda. Hello, Magdalena. Hello. Well, there she is. Hey, young lady. All right. <laughs> I couldn't Welcome. figure out how to get there. Okay. Um, I just have a, a question. About, I need to do a um, mind shifter for Saturday, the breathing. And uh, right. I'm wondering where I can find the most recent one because I want to work on death issues. Fear of death issues, and I know okay. you have a new set. Do you have the new set in front of you, Jeannie, or can you access it easily? I, I can. I can re. I'll re. I can resend it. Um, let's see, but let me find it. You ready for a new layer? Yeah, I've been putting this off and putting it off, and <clears throat> pretty soon. I'll be dead and I won't be. I'll cancel that. Cancel that, that thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll get rid oh, of my God. Yes. Cancel, cancel. Okay. And the section of healing death is section five. Pick a number, one to 13. Oh, I'm going to need to be able to write. I have to get to a pencil and paper. And I'll send uh, it to, to you as well. But Oh, okay. One to 13. 
well this coming up. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, Sort of. Sort of. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. Go. I am aware of. I am aware. Oh. Okay. And and quickly heal. Quickly heal. All speech. And behaviors oh. <laughs> as just exhibited and behaviors. <laughs> reflecting thought disorders. What? Disorders. Yep. So I am aware of and quickly heal all speech and behaviors reflecting thought disorders. Oh, that's it. I thought it was yep. going to have something to do with uh, death, all disorders regarding death. No? No. Well, here's my offering. Okay. All disease is a reflection of mental illness. All the things that kill us our thought disorders, energetic patterns that never belonged within this energy system. As I allow myself to look at my thought disorders for what they are, rather than make up construct, rather making up perceptual constructs about how well, well, this one's okay because, and I justify it. I want to become aware of the fact that, you know, I mean, I say to myself, well, I do a little hostility and see if I can nudge them along to do what I want them to do. And there's nothing wrong with that, is there? But hostility is a thought disorder that kills, that creates disease, that creates suffering, that creates pain. So that would be my offering in regard to that particular mind shifter and why that one's there under healing death issues. Um, okay. I'm going to go. Okay. And, um, and, and a second thought I have is right now, I think we're now, the last email that Jeannie sent out for last month, there were 17 different sections. So how about also do a number from 1 to 17? What pops in your eight. head? 8. 8. And then uh-huh. from 1 to 13, what pops in your head? Number two. So eight, two. Right. Let's look and see what eight, two says. I've got it. It is safe and healing. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. When people okay. make me wrong. Ooh. It's power person issues is the title of that section. Yeah. yeah. But I know you wouldn't recognize anything about that one, so. No, not at all. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> one, of, one of my humongous issues is uh, being misunderstood and people making me wrong by, because of their misunderstanding of my actions mm. or whatever. Yep. 
Oh, Lord, oh, please don't let me be misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so, so let me ask, what, what, what has you at this moment specifically looking to do a mind shift around the issue of death? Hmm. I mean, is it guidance? Is, is there something going on in your life that, that well, has so you yeah, heading yeah. for that one? It's it's definitely uh, internal awareness that it's time for me to face up to what I've been avoiding. Um, and I've, I've scooted around it by doing some worksheets and some work on um, I'm afraid to die because, you know, because people might see that my desk is a mess. <laughs> Stuff like that. But, um, yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, it's guidance. So I'd recommend you cancel your need to clean up your desk. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's the funny thing is when I cancel my need to do that sort of thing, that's when I do it then. (laughs) Mm. You know. That's kind of like on me of the mind, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty wonderful, really. Yeah. Were you on the show last week or 10 days ago, whatever it was, when I shared what uh, I had happen in a uh, still point session I was doing about death? Um, I may have heard it. I'm not sure. I didn't get to hear everything last week. Hmm. Can you review? Well, it it may just resonate some things that help open this up a little more, but you'll probably remember because I have spoken about it a couple of times, and I'm sure you would have been on one of the times when I spoke of going back. It's probably about a year ago now. I was doing a still point session, and, of course, I've got my eyes closed. Look down to turn my eyes downward, which I do. And what I perceive, what I see, is just this vast darkness like such a huge vast space of darkness that i can't comprehend the size of it and in it are all these spots of light and i'm and i'm told that this is my ancestors asking me if i will help them if i will be the space to help to process that darkness to which i verbally said out loud yes i will and I guess that was as much as I was ready to hear back about a year ago when that opened. Mm-hmm. And then whatever time frame it was, a week, 10 days ago, I was doing another still point session. And what I was shown was that space of darkness again and that my ancestors weren't really asking me to process darkness, but were asking me to process death. And I physically went through, I mean, I I sleep under a 20-pound weighted blanket, single blanket. Jeannie's got one too. And I asked Jeannie if she'll put her blanket on me as well, because as that's opening, I became so cold, I could literally feel the heat mm. draining out of my body, even though I had two. Now I've got 40 pounds of blanket on me, these weighted blankets. 
and and I realize that what I'm experiencing is death, what death feels like as the heat just and the life just drained out of my body. Right. And it was a really, it was about that whole process went on for a period of about six hours physically. Wow. It was really very intense. And yeah. that came right at the tail end. I don't know if you, you know, the week, be, two weeks before I had done a massage session with a massage therapist here and had, she had done some extreme stretches on my low back. And in those stretches, I got in touch with being beaten by my father. And yeah. for about two weeks, I could hardly get up or stand up. And that was at the tail end of processing that abuse issue with my dad. On a whole, I mean, it's not an issue that was new to me. I knew it was there. I'd done worksheets on it before, but I hadn't processed it on a physiological level like I did with this, you know, stretch that happened. It just opened my low back in a way that, you know, I mean, it just moved. I mean, it was in two weeks of hard to walk, hard to bend over, two weeks of trauma. And this whole death Physically processing death came at the completion of that. And as I shared just the other day, or maybe it was even yesterday, we're in the process of creating this uh, uh, native species garden. So we had gotten a uh, a dump truck load of of mulch and topsoil. And we were <laughs> we were figuring out what we'd show. We actually did another layer of it this morning. And, I mean, there was two weeks of the kind of pain that I had as a kid and for the first 50 or so years of my life in the way of back pain. And then, you know, I've been without it for many years now. And But about two weeks of going through it. And then when that completed with that session, uh, and, and we hadn't ordered the topsoil, we were ready for it, but we hadn't ordered because I couldn't have shoveled it. And then mm-hmm. when we calculated out, we actually got have about 40,000 pounds of, of topsoil that we got. And we've probably, what is that piled down to now, Jeannie? Maybe 25 what we started with that we've shoveled and hauled. Oh, yeah, and... or a little less. <laughs> so we've, between us, moved uh, a good Oh, almost, well, I guess it was 20 tons we came up with. That's what, what the dump truck was, right? So there's about 40,000 pounds. We probably moved 30 of it and zero impact on my back whatsoever. I mean, I've shoveled every yeah. shovel of it, hauled this little cart, you know, fill it. So nice to be on the other side of a healing crisis, nice to have the healing crisis, but it was interesting how all of those things juxtaposed getting to a new level of what was going on in my physiology that ultimately in the context of our conversation would have been one of the things that would have killed me physically. Uh That trauma held in tissue, I believe, would have contributed to my death. And it's just another layer, you know, that that I've I've been I've been asking Rooka for a long time now to show me anything and everything every energy stored in my genes and otherwise that have killed any of my ancestors in all of history and to be willing to hold that and to process that and to move through it. 
Okay. So if you're ready okay. for that project, I'll certainly join you and support you in it. Uh, I, I'm glad you gave me that explanation, um, and I will, I will ask with the same intention when I begin my writing um, on the mind system. Yeah. You know, Thank to you. me, it's overcoming the energetic dynamics that have been rolling along through our generations and literally killing everybody. You know, we, we, in this culture, we think, gee, if somebody lives 100 years, they've really lived a long life. And if you're designed to be eternal, 100 years certainly isn't a long life, but we tend to think of it that way. And so mm-hmm. what, 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 what's the energy? What are the dynamics that kill us on a physiological level and are we willing to face them or are we willing to have them open process them and everyone is going to be based in a thought disorder sure mind right. energy that didn't belong in tissue in the first place one of the new new things that I've been doing new for the last few months is whenever something happens it brings up some form of hostility or fear in me I've been just speak to myself in terms of okay there, there's my mental illness comes yeah mm-hmm. my mind wants to blame Jeannie or wants to blame Joe or Harry or Mary or you know whoever yeah but that's my mental illness this hostility that wants to come up and be put into my brain's image of and convince me that somebody else is the cause of it mm-hmm. this is my mental illness and I want to own it and I want to see it truly for what it is and and remove it because that's the only thing that can kill us that's a very nice way of recognizing uh, uh, what's going on in reality and facing it right away. That, that sounds like a, a great technique. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, well, it's, it's gotten really clear, and I've actually been a little bit, but you've opened space. Coming on with this, this is a topic that's been on my mind after going through what I went through the last couple of weeks, and I've yeah. been considering whether to offer on the show the thought that I just offered, and I will offer it again. You've, you've opened the space for it to get clear for me. All disease, all death, and all suffering is from mil- mental illness. It's not from physical disease. It's it's all death is a mental illness. Because that's what becomes our physiology, what we do with our mind energy. You know, opening words in the book of John, in the beginning was the mind energy, and the mind energy became flesh. Comes our physiology, and if our physiology is somehow defective or diseased, it's because the mind energy behind it is off base. And mind energy that's off base is a mental illness. And, and of course, when, when you look at it that way, and this is one of the reasons why I was kind of like thinking, gee, am I going to bring this up? Am I going to say this like just straight out like that? It's like, well, Michael, you mean everybody in our culture has got mental illness? Yeah, that's what I mean. I and it's not it. that we can recognize the truth. It's not that we can recognize the truth of that, that we can start to work through it. As long as we keep telling ourselves a lie, oh, well, it's just for this. Well, I'm just doing it. Well, it's okay. Everybody's doing it. What the heck? Then I can just roll down that road unconsciously and pretend it means nothing. It means everything. It's our lives. Right. There, um, there's um, a Greg Braden um, interview I'd like to send to you. You might already have it, but um, uh, when I find it again, I will send it to you. And it, it, um, it just elucidates the fact that, of what you've just said. So. 
Awesome. Thank you, Mike. I'd love to have it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You're a blessed one. Give Chuck a hug for us. Hey, we're going to see you this summer. Okay. (laughs) Rocking on. We just got confirmation. So. Okay. All right. Good. Um, Blessings. All right. So listen now. Okay. All right. Blessings. Thanks. Appreciate you. You too. And we have another hand up. Awesome. Let's go for it. And it is, I believe, Mr. Joe, area code 864. You're on the air. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome, good sir. How do you be? We're rocking. I be. uh, We shoveled. We have been shoveling mulch and soil. I mean, we've got this whole 25 by 100 foot area covered with about, what, probably three to four inches, you know, the whole thing. And uh, that's great. Getting ready to go out and mulch. Getting ready to go out and mulch some leaves to put on top because it's supposed to rain and have wind tonight. So, hoping to get it wetted down so it'll all stay in place now that we've uh, got it started. It uh, the pictures. How about like a Great location. Okay, yeah, the pictures look like a great looking, location. Yeah. yeah, it's looking pretty cool. When you know, every time we look out the window, yeah. it's it's. The, the soil on it now is it's looking really neat, nice dark soil and looking good. So what's happening for you, sir? Well, I wanted to call in. I sent you that uh, note that I got from a friend, and I yes. I guess my my I'm, I'm I'm looking to I guess my the first part I would like to say is that the the person that I'm engaged with, involved with, it, it, I'm just, I guess, curious as to her interpretation of what's going on for me. Um, she, because it's, because to me, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with, um, you know, she, she will say something like, you know, the majority of the issues that you seem to have, Joe, were coping with coping skills that make your life less dangerous, uh, perhaps less risky, less intimate. Uh, and you might see there's a whole lot more intimacy that the two of us could have if I could get through this, these issues that I have. So what, what, what confuses me is just this idea of, well, wait a minute, you're, you're interpreting through your filter what my issues are. And I, I just feel like saying, or I feel like saying, oh, you know, thank you for sharing, but what's going on for you? Mm-hmm. What are you, you know, what are you experiencing? And how can we, you know, I, I guess I'm not doing enough of that and saying, you know, I, I appreciate your feedback, but, you know, I, I so far in the relationship, I thought I was being open and intimate and, and willing to discuss what was coming up for me. Um, and I get, I, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess it's not enough, maybe, or uh, or it's just maybe I'm not I'm not asking the right questions, or or I'm not asking any any questions at all, or. 
when I do, for instance, yesterday, I, I began to whisper to her. And she's like, oh, I said, I have something I'd like to share with you. And I said it in a whisper. And she got, oh, geez, oh, what, you know, what's this? And I'm like, oh, no, it's, come here, you know, just, you know, let me tell you what it is. I, and I shared with her what it was. And then I, and then I said, and, you know, why, why are you, you know, what does whispering do to you? You don't, you don't like it. It's scared. You know, you told me it scared you. What, what's, what's scary about whispering? And no, we're not going to, of course, nobody's ever been that. scared about whispering. No, nobody's ever, of course, been scared about whispering or anything else, but there's fear there. I, I, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I guess what I find is, you know, that we're both busy. We're both busy professionals. We're busy during the day and, with the newness of the relationship, I mean, we're having, you know, we'll have dinner, then we'll recline, watch some TV or whatever. Uh, we've been doing this gazing where we just look at each other from a distance, maybe 10 foot. Mm-hmm. Done with you. And and I, I love it. I, I, this is all great stuff. And she asks really good questions. So... I guess I'm kind of thinking, you know, I'm like, well, okay, Joe, she asks good questions, then what's the what's the issue here? I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I that's why I called you. That's why I sent you that because I I right. find it I find it like just like do I do I want to am I being defensive or what what am I doing that uh, or is it okay? Is it okay for me to ask her questions? Like, you know, what's what's with this? She has a. There's no question. She has a temper. I mean, she tells me stories uh, where she's at work and she tells her boss, you know, we either do this or I'm leaving. And I and I the discussion I had with her, I was like, well, you know, that might not be your best, you know, best move. I mean, how about just, you know, saying something a little bit different than. You know, it's either it's either me or the highway, and it's like, what about considering something else uh, less drastic? So, so my first question would be: Have you done any worksheets around what's coming up with right. you for you when she, you know, gives you a statement like the one you texted me? Not yet. Okay. So, so what that's, I hear I mean, that's then, what I'm going to be my, doing over the next few days. Yeah. Yeah. So my my feedback would be what I hear is that you're trying to figure out what it means when she tells you what she's told you. Yeah. And remember, the, in the codependence work, we talk about how the, the fact that. Figuring it out is the number one pseudo-solution of the non-being mind and is the booby prize because you'll never figure it out. You'll never figure out all the energy dynamics of what's gone in and on in her history and her relationships and her genetics and her family life and why is that interacting the way it is in your history and your genetics and your family life and, and what's coming up for each of you. You'll never figure out the why of it. However, you could step in and, you know, like 
I don't know exactly what's going on for you as you hear those statements from it. Sounds like maybe it borders on frustration. Or if you let yourself really be in touch with it, maybe it's even stronger than frustration. And that frustration could be a symbol of uh, of some fear, of, you know, what's coming. Yeah. Maybe right. the, the thought comes maybe fear of abandonment, mm-hmm. especially when you tell right. me about how she's told the boss it's the highway or my way. And is there a part of you that has some fear about that happening in your relationship? Yeah, I mean, and if so, then she writes, then of course, yeah. of course, you wouldn't be in fear about that happening, but fear might be coming up, and you could put it into the possibility of that happening. So I dig in with some worksheets and and start looking at what's moving in me, yeah. collapse the constructs in my mind that are based in hostility and fear and look at the underlying energetic dynamics in me. Right. And yeah, I suspect I mean, I that just, you'll find a whole new clarity will come. Well, yeah, there's that that's yeah, that's the that's the asking for the clarity of it. I just I find myself uh, it's just I don't know. I think there's a there's a certain attempt to be my therapist, and I'm like, well, how about if we, you know, be your own therapist and work on your stuff or whatever. Whatever. Have you guys talked you. about? Have you guys talked about being there as support for each other when stuff comes up? Yeah, I have. Not so much her. Okay. She's more of the. Hang on a second. She's more of the, you know, she's she's the manager of this business. They do, you know, landscaping, interior design, exterior design, and she's, you know, just very, uh, very busy dealing with dealing with all of her, the, all of the issues. She's managing people too, and I, I, I okay, I, I can. I lost your voice. Are you still there? It's hard. Okay. Your, your, your voice disappeared there for about the last 30 seconds. So if you could step back to you were saying she was managing people, and then your voice disappeared totally yeah, for she, about 30 she, seconds. She manages what I call a data dump at dinner, where she tells me all the, you know, this, this, that, that, and this is what's going on here, and I, and I'm like, I'm, I'm more than willing to listen and, and learn and see, you know, how it, how it's, uh, you know, benefiting her and what's coming up for her. But I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think she wants to go any deeper than that. Or, and that's a guess. That's just silliness on my part as far as guessing. I'm not. I should ask the question. You know. Uh, yeah, it sounds like that's what I'm from learning. what you're saying. Yeah, it sounds like from what you're saying that she's being relatively open with what's going on inside for her, and yeah. perhaps with that text you sent me, inviting you to do the same. And yeah, I, I absolutely. To, I mean, that's been the most that's been the most wonderful part is is the encouragement for the intimacy. And I don't know, I don't know why I don't, and I don't know what, it's like, okay, you know, 
she she writes she writes you know I'm I'm squirmy I'm reactive I'm demanding and I'm unreasonable sometimes and I'm I it's like she's saying that about okay herself. huh she's saying that about herself uh, yeah 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 that's pretty open that's pretty that's yeah. pretty upfront and yeah, honest there it is. Like, yeah yeah I mean, last day, and so, the other thing I would share is last night, you know, I was like, listen, I'm, I'm going to go back to my place because I, I'm just, you know, not going to stay, stay over because I've got a busy day today. And, and I just think this is the best, you know, the best solution for me. And, um, and, I, and I shared that with her and I said, you know, I don't want you to think there's nothing but loving gratitude, compassion for our relationship. I'm just going to go home and get a good night's sleep because if we're together in the same bed, then <laughs> don't exactly don't, get a good know, night's sleep. <laughs> don't exactly get a good well, night's hey, sleep. You know? so. <laughs> well, I, I said to her, I said, you know, we're not spring. I'm not, we're not spring chickens, you know, and so she <laughs> said, don't ever, don't ever say that. Huh? <laughs> there might've been a time where don't that ever say that to me to again. A prayer, right? <laughs> but, huh? but not so much today. I say there might have been a time where that might have been the answer to a prayer, but not so much today. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I just I just find her to be, you know, very engaging. I'm excited showing... to be with her. Huh? And it sounds like she's showing you some parts of yourself that you're not sure you're ready to deal with yet. So I'd put the pen to the paper and do some worksheets around right. that. Maybe look at um, what's coming up for you in terms of power person dynamics. You know, in the uh, the codependence, interdependence intensive that you're doing, the, the uh, self study, you might want to yep. dig out the new extended power person worksheet and do a power person worksheet around what's coming up, what's going on. I think you'll find that'll unravel some big pieces of what's under the surface for you. Yeah, I'm meeting with a energy worker tomorrow for an hour and I really think there there may be I, I don't know that I've completely or I don't know the level of grief with my with the t- you know the taking care of my mother and then her her passing and the things that happened between moving in together with her and then her dying. Right. I'm not sure I'm all you know I'm not sure I'm all around that yet or You're probably not comfortable. It's pretty fresh. Uh, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So my offering would be is. It's safe to let your guard down and let all of that open up. It's safe to let my guard down. And let all of that open up. And all of it open up. Okay. What's happening with your breath? It's it's good. I just had a I just had a good one. There's a good one. Yeah. Safe to let my guard down and all of it up. 
That's going to be the all theme. of it open up. That's really all of it. All of it open up, and all of it yeah. open up. That's really that's really going into this energy work tomorrow. That's I think that's my my yeah. mantra or my my focus too. Well, and were you on the show from the beginning when when I first started talking with Monica? Yeah, I heard. I mean, I heard it. Yeah, pretty much. So it sounds like it's all just fitting into the puzzle, and that maybe it's time for the unresolved issues of death in your bloodline, as resonated by the recent passing, you know, relatively recent passing of your mom. And allowing everything that goes along with that to come forward. And that's, for most people, a giant can of worms. Death in the bloodline. Yeah. Can you elaborate that on? What do you, more specific? Just that, you know, when, when you recognize, just looking around at the culture, how many people do you know that are processing the the things that are going on in their lives on a minute-to-minute basis. It's pretty rare. Right. And if you imagine, if you look back at what, you know, when we were kids, what that generation did with issues and how they processed them, and how do you suppose 10 generations ago the family system was processing things like the death of a parent, or the fear of death, how many generations has it been, do you suppose, since somebody in your bloodline or mine, I'm talking to me too and about myself, processing that whole issue, how many generations do you suppose have been before one of our ancestors was able to stand with someone in the process of death and be in a total state of connected love and just hold the space for them to do that and support them through the whole process of letting go? Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I yeah. I willingly moved in with her. I willingly, you know, administered and helped her, and then hospice kicked in willingly and just, just you know, was the caregiver, and then she died. She just, there was not, yeah. you know, there was no, there was no getting better. Mom, right. you're not, you're not going to get better. This isn't. We're not in solution world. This is this is transition. Right. And not that I had those discussions with her, but they had those discussions with myself to say, you know, we're not we're not gonna take something here and fix this. This is this is bye bye. So I would suggest you have that discussion with her. With who? Susan? As with her mother? No, yeah. her mother. As as though she oh. were here. I'd have that discussion right. with her and see what that surfaces for you. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, you know, there was, there was certainly, I would say there's some grace, but there was a lot of just ugliness or just nasty, just the body, just like you were talking about, you know, she, it just got cold. It just stopped functioning. Parts started to stop, and and then yeah. she took her last breath, and that was it. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So it sounds like processing through death is going to be an important part of you coming to a new level of life and a new willingness to enter into relationship in a way that is maybe going to be messy because of what's going to come up for you, what's going to come up for her. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if, 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 if people are going to deal with what's been undealt with in their bloodline, relationship, death, and otherwise, it's going to get messy. I mean, it, there's just no way about it. And to expect a, a partner to say, well, well, but you're going to keep this all clean and neat and, and, and under wraps, right? It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's going to get messy. And as you, I think if you can clean up some of those conversations you had with yourself, but you withheld from mom, if you can have those with her, I suspect it will open the space for you to be able to open some messy conversations with this lady and and for you both yeah. to come out the other side better off because you open the space and let it get messy. It's like, is it safe to get messy? Or does it all have to yeah. be is it clean and, and the way I want it to be or 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 it's my way or the highway? Is it safe to get messy? I mean, there might even be a moment or two of hostility or rage or yelling or nasty things to be said. Well, that's that's what that's what I don't. I mean, you know, I remember us talking about that. You know, you're living out of what you don't want to have happen. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. Just, just. Then that's what you're going to get. Yeah. It's more. The more you don't want it to happen, the faster it's coming to town. (laughs) It's a law of resistance, or what is that? I don't know if it's a law, but the more I resist and persist. Yeah. And so can I get safe? Can I can I stand in the space of my own messiness or this person that I'm establishing an intimate relationship with? Can I stand in the space of their messiness and stay connected to being, stay connected to who I am as love and process through that? Say, can I get, say it again, I'm sorry. Can I get Can I get to the point where it is safe enough for me to allow my messiness to come forward? The stuff yeah. I haven't dealt with. Can I allow the space for that to happen for her and can I still stay connected to active present love? Can I still function as a human being or am I going to get lost in that messiness? Am I going to get lost in aspects of it? You know, perhaps you can remember times in your history where you got lost in aspects of things sure. like frustration or rage or guilt yep. or fear or you know, or someone else's guilt and rage and fear. Sure. But you can bet there's guilt and rage and fear for you to process there's, from what you're saying. It sounds like there's guilt and rage and fear for her to process. So what's the healing process going to look like? It's going to look like guilt and rage and fear. Can I stand connected to love and be with that happening? And refrain from the old, well, if you're going to do it that way, then I'm out of here. Because you're not doing it the way that right. I want you to do it. And, you know, if you don't do it my way, right. then I hit the highway. Yep. That's that's it. 
that's that's the move. That's the so move. So can you be committed to staying connected to love and allow all that needs to be opened? I mean, who knows what old terrors and traumas and pain lurks under the surface of oh, yeah. your generational mind and or hers. Oh, yeah. And if you go into some form of hostility or fear, can you stop and go, oh, rather than making it about her, this is my mm-hmm. mental illness, and I'm willing mm-hmm. to be with it. And, and all you have to do is be the space of active present love when it opens up and it just begins to dissolve. That's what disappears in you and in her. Right. Excellent. This is my mental illness. What 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 I do with my mind energy. Exactly. And your mind, like mine, like everybody else's, is extremely skillful about making what it's doing about somebody else. Yeah. Oh, big time. Remember, every time I think or speak as though something outside of me is the cause of what's moving inside of me. That's what I'm doing. There's actually a really cute, uh, about a five-minute video on YouTube, and I'm trying to think of the comedian's name. Jeannie will probably kick into it in a moment. It's called, it's a well-known comedian, and he plays a psychiatrist, and he has Bob Newhart. Oh, yeah. Bob Newhart. Bob, yeah, another one. You talked about this before. It's Knock hilarious. It, just, I mean, yelled at just stop it. it. Yeah, stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he charges a dollar an hour and he doesn't make change. And so you tell him your problem. He says, okay, now here's the solution. Are you ready for it? Well, I think I need to write this down. No, I don't. I think you'll remember it. Are you ready? Just stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> it's hilarious. But, but, you know, it's really like what we need to do but but we can only stop it when love is present to dissolve whatever it is that we're doing it 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 is so fascinating that that um that 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 love can can and does work absolutely 2000% yeah. You just have to be able to do it. Yeah, it, it, well, yeah. It, it, that's it's, the trick. The, the, and well, when the non yeah, well, that's the that's the practice. That's the practice. that's the practice. The practice yeah. of being in relationship with yourself is love, and allowing whatever else needs to surface to surface, and rather than getting lost in it, and the the the. The power of the forgiveness process is that that self that's insane has so much emotional and mental racket noise going on that when it starts, Mm -hmm. the subtle, still voice of the presence of love gets lost. And each time that you forgive as that surfaces, that voice of insanity weakens a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, until in the space of that voice doing its thing, 
the voice for love can still be heard and the guidance of love can still be followed rather than being sucked into those dynamics that, you know, in every one of our bloodlines have been going on for a thousand generations and it contains some of the most bizarre and intimidating and traumatic stuff that anybody can imagine. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's in the commitment by the active presence of love. Yeah. It's in the I commitment. Love the passage yes. where my my connection to Source, my relationship with you, and our serenity will always be more important than any issue. That's, That's a it. big one. That's what a piece of learning! It's wonderful. It's a wonderful. It's 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 almost sort of walk around with it on my, you know, and read it every moment, almost every interaction. You know, it's my connection to you know everybody I meet. I mean, there's the holy encounter. I mean, every encounter is a holy encounter. Yep. Yep. You know, it just occurred to me. I have a friend that I just saw some pictures of recently, and this guy from the last time I saw him is just loaded with tattoos. I mean, loaded with tattoos. Areas of his body, like, you know, several dozen square inches just covered in tattoos. And it just occurs to me that, gee, you know, that could be a a reason for a tattoo, to put that one on your arm so that you just have to raise your arm. And there it is in writing (laughs) in the middle of the month. Ah, there's the reminder. Oh, my relationship with you is more important than these issues. My serenity, your serenity. Yeah, I mean, just make it a small enough font so it's not, you know, everybody can't necessarily read it. It's just for me. I mean, either that or a bracelet. That's the other thing, just have a bracelet that reads that. Or you could make it large enough so that you could hold it up for anybody to see. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get get a sandwich board. I mean, why not? Hey, why not? You know, that's sandwich that's board. Why there not? it is. <laughs> Rather than your sandwich board saying the end is coming, it could be my relationship with you and our serenity, my connection to source is more important than any issue. There you go. Uh, Boy, now that sandwich Jeannie, board could Jeannie, have done some Jeannie, good in the there? world. Is, is she there? Is Jeannie anywhere to be found? <laughs> She's probably just put the order in for the sandwich man. board for us. Knowing Jeannie, <laughs> I mean, yeah. she's on top of it. That girl's on top uh, of it, yeah, let me tell this. you. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Jeannie, you tell him. Yeah, she's she's going to ask me about nylon yeah, strap. But huh? so you'd, you'd ask me, well, do you want foam or do you want wood or do you want, you know, nylon straps on your sandwich board? I mean, exactly how do you want this, Joe? What kind of font do you want the writing? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think Times New Roman's enough. Exactly. All right, my brothers and sisters. So I join you in the ability mm. to really stand in the space and create that eternal relationship that you so deeply in the deepest parts of your heart I hear you desire Mm. I'm writing 
stand in the space for the eternal relationship that what I hear the deepest part of your heart longing for. Yeah. You know, it's the the transition, you know, and, and this I think particularly applies to us as men, is that one of the things that we've been taught in this culture is to have relationships with bodies and that it's bodies yeah. that are attractive. And so yep. when that when we objectify ourselves and others, then we become yep. bodies in relationship with other bodies. And, of course, they're objects. And like all other objects, when you're finished with the object in this culture, you're supposed to throw it away. Yep. And that's what happens with relationships. They become disposable. Yep. But yep. when you recognize yourself mm. as a human being and you mm. recognize this other person as a being, now you're a being in relationship with a being. And now the real thing happens but all that other garbage needs to be processed through because it's been going on for thousands of years. In all of our bloodlines. Yeah. No, it's... That object, objectification um, is one of the most fruitful things so far with Susan that she's, you know, all those all those type of things are just... Oh, you know, yeah, okay. Let's 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 we, we both see that. All right, fine, but let's let's move into uh, the realm of interconnectedness and 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 play and being staying connected to source and you know so for that experiencing happen, joy for that to happen. There are two deaths that are going to need to occur. You know, Yeshua says, in order for you to live, being, you, non-being, have to die. Right. That, that self is going to have to die in you, and that yeah. self is going to have to die in her. Yeah. And then, true life, true relationship happens. Now... It's a different game than what anybody's seen on the planet. And certainly a different game than what most of us had modeled in our lives, in our early worlds. Yeah. Good call. I got to go. All right, my friend. Bless you. Appreciate you. Holding space. Bless you guys. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, I just want to breathe on that one. Joe, if you're still uh, on the line. He's not. (laughs) uh, He left. Okay. Okay. Um, Tell you what, if you would, once you do what you're going to do next, would you send him a quick text? And... uh, because I had this guidance earlier, and then we got into a different conversation. I didn't didn't follow through with it, but ask him to pick two numbers, one to seventeen, one to thirteen, and then let's just send him a second mind shifter. And you're down to three minutes. Three minutes. Time flies when you're having fun. 
Well, let me just say that uh, we did get confirmation from the folks at the uh, Steiner Education uh, Conference that wants to use Heartland that they are going to come in and do uh, an intensive of their own at Heartland. It's actually the first time we've done this in over 30 years. But they inspired us to, we weren't going to open this summer, but they've inspired us to do that. So uh, from the 11th of August to the 21st of August, they'll be doing their conference. We have not yet sat down and, and set up the dates to back up from that. But prior to that uh, intensive happening for the uh, folks who do Steiner education, we're going to do... I think a nine-day why is this happening to me again? I'm looking for feedback from people on what you want to participate in. We could do, you know, any of the others. We could do laws of living. We could do um, codependence to interdependence. We could do intuitive development. There are many different things we could do. We could do, it's been years since we've done A Course in Miracles intensive at Heartland. So if you're interested in coming and participating in something, then, you know, drop us a note. Drop Jeannie a note, J-E-A-N-I-E at W-H-Y again dot org. Jeannie at Y again dot org. Make sure to leave your phone number in there and let us know what you're interested in. And then backing out from that, then we're looking at a 16-day food fund forgiveness and work program. So in the food fund forgiveness, it's kind of an economy program for people who say, gee, you know, I just really don't have the money to do a nine-day intensive. And uh, so we pair the price back and the 16-day food fund forgiveness and work, food accommodations, workshop, workshop materials. During the day, we'll do work projects on the property. And so it's a way to support Heartland and upgrading. And then in the evenings, we'll do workshops each evening. And on Saturday, we'll do mind shifters and still point breathing. So that whole 16 days, residential, including awesome gourmet food, everything will be uh, $1,700. So we normally up in, you know, for years, it's been a $1,600 project. We're adding a little bit because food prices have gone so crazy. But anyway, so if you're interested in playing, let us know. Drop Jeannie a note. In the meantime, have the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with Dr. Michael Rice and myself, Jeannie Rice, and Dr. Tim Hayes and Michelle Pache as we present the first century Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We are here for two hours every Monday through Friday from 12 noon to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Mind Shifters Radio. For more information on Aramaic forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.